Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Chop a line now. Welcome back, welcome back. This is Chopping Lines, episode 11, coming at you. Should be a, an action-packed one today, coming off a crazy week two in the NFL. It is September 20th, that's a Tuesday. It's going to be our recording day for the foreseeable future, so make sure you're tuning in on your Wednesday morning commute to hear about the uh, previous week of sports and all the usual stuff Chopping Lines brings. Yeah, I'm joined by my host, as always, Doc Ward. Doc, it's been a while. How are you? Doing great. Yeah, here from us on last week and the week ahead now on Wednesdays. Don't hate the move to Wednesdays. Yeah, I, I agree. Get us right in the middle of the week. Get uh, those Delaware lines come out Wednesday morning, too, so I can kind of get my mind set with all that, making those bets. Got to bounce back after a... A terrible last week. All of that momentum we had week one placing these bets came to a bit of a screeching halt, but that's okay. We got 16 weeks to go. It's a give and a take, you know? You're never going to... That's why it's gambling, not winning. Didn't didn't do much of the latter this weekend. Uh, a lot of people saying bipolar, I'm not by winning. Uh, I that, wonder what Chuck Sheen's up to these days. That's a good question. He's a... That's a name that's kind of I mean, falling out right now. Yeah, but he's so. really quieted down since then, whenever that was, 2010. Uh, and that was quite an explosion, too. Didn't he have, like, HIV or something? Yeah, I think, I think so. I yeah, think that, like, yeah, that was a later, that was after the dust settled. For sure, for sure. But either way, I hope he's doing well. Absolutely. Honestly, a guilty pleasure of mine is Two and a Half Men. It is, it is appropriately corny. Guilty pleasure. Whew. Week two, NFL, we'll, uh, we'll start with Thursday just to kind of go chronologically and then we'll get into the rest of the crazy slate. The Chiefs were getting beat by the Chargers for pretty much most of the game. Patrick Mahomes brought them back. They tied it up at 17. Herbert was driving down again, has him inside the 10, 99-yard pick six by Jalen Watson. Yeah, wild. Crazy story, dude. Dude was working at a Wendy's two years ago, trying to find out where he was transferring from a junior college to go continue. And his, his uh, mother worked at that Wendy's with him. Did not know that yeah. part of it. Yeah, uh, pretty crazy story and uh, a tale of preservation. Um, that was also the advent of the Amazon broadcast, which I got to see, and you know the coverage of the game i mean like there was no hiccups on the game itself i mean kirk curb street and how michaels were good they're both pros there was i sensed a little tension there like herbie kept like giving some like age-related jabs and al michaels was like yeah like fuck, have fun and fucking boone north carolina this weekend kirk. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> And her, well, I feel like Herb Street's used to working with Corso too, so maybe those old jokes hit a little bit harder. Well, yeah, but it's like Al's still full faculty. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Lee Corso, that was an, a rough start for him this year. I hadn't heard more about that. But um, other than that, it was a pretty, pretty seamless, I thought. Uh, I don't know about the crew that's working like the pregame and halftime show. Didn't sure. catch a lot of that, but that seemed a little awkward, but. I'm sure that'll all come together in time. 
I thought a lot of the uh, conversations that were going on between Goodell and Bezos looked pretty cringy. Couldn't really tell what they were saying. Yeah, it was so funny. Like, I just remember seeing them pull up the shot of them, and it was like Bezos was like holding court, and Roger was sitting back in his chair with like one of his legs kicked <laughs> up on the back of the seat in front of him. It's like, uh, yeah, like just. Two bros taking in a game, you know? Uh, that's that's not exactly the company <laughs> I'd want to be watching that Thursday night football game with. Uh, Justin Herbert suffering some broken ribs. Might not play this week. Keep an eye on that. Chiefs hold the Chargers off 27-24. to Moving to Sunday, we'll just get it out of the way. The Ravens, they were leading 35-14 to going into the fourth quarter. They are the first team since 2012 that has been leading by 21 in, in the fourth quarter to drop the game. It was uh, like 711 teams. Yeah, that was pretty devastating. And, I mean, especially how great Lamar and w the offense looked Incredible. for, you know, the first – not really for all of the game. It wasn't their fault. They were doing whatever they wanted. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the you could say this or that about the running game or whatever, but – you put up those amount of points at home against a team like as the Dolphins, an unproven team. We'll just say that we don't have to cast any aspersions on them. They they could turn out to be better than anyone would have thought. But uh, yeah, that was just kind of it was intense. Like it was not a good feeling as a Ravens fan. No, as a as a neutral fan, I mean, seeing Tagovailoa put up those numbers, and he's got to make his name against us. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Six touchdowns. He had 469 passing yards. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell just or Waddle, Waddle, yeah, Waddle, Waddle Jalen Waddle. Yeah. It was it was a very the impressive performance. The cheetah and the penguin, as I've heard them referred to this week. Uh, I and I can respect that. I guess I couldn't believe it, and I just it just seemed like. It was breakdown after breakdown after breakdown. Yeah, Guys I mean, are just our, wide well, open. And I kept hearing in a lot of the post-game analysis and then just in the last couple of days with the fallout, a lot of the coverage of that game of like, and they did this against the Ravens, like a defensive-minded team, like a great defense. Like, well, we haven't been that team in a long time. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's been a long all, time. Probably about eight years. Seven, yeah. Or nine or eight years. And it's really frustrating because when you were used to that and when you are known as that, and that has all pretty much evaporated, it, it's, it really is a tough pill to swallow. Uh, hopefully with some health, coming around we can get a little better but yeah it makes you wonder it's like i mean their defensive players have gotten some contracts out of us it's like yeah uh, bob lamar is our secondary like, hey, specifically hey, dude, like, i'm actually out here doing good things <laughs> right i between marlon peters marcus williams who did play well and that was a huge turning point in the game he had the first interception if he catches that second one right it's yeah dead fucking game. Dead. we yeah. win by 14 yeah that was I was watching that in Indianapolis. That was absolutely devastating. I was standing up for about the last probably five or six minutes of it. Sad right. to say, just kind of pacing. Yeah, it wasn't that packed of a, or it was a pretty empty bar, luckily, uh, with the with the Colts out of town. So, bartenders bought me a drink. It was really thoughtful of them. Needed more than one, but we got through it. They're gonna, kudos to those bartenders, though. That's they, a class act. They caught the vibe. They caught the vibe. The Colts were in kind of the same boat. We might as well jump right on into that game. 
here. Uh, speaking of two disappointing teams, they went down to Jacksonville, and they've lost for their fifth straight time in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, what's going on there? Well, you said it, uh, I believe, in our AFC South preview. Didn't believe it. You said uh, your exact quote, if I'm not mistaken, was something along the lines of you, you think you just plug Matt Ryan in a quarterback and you're a Super Bowl contender. And apparently not the case yet. No. Was I making light of that? Maybe it came ahead of the, maybe came ahead of the curve. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, you were you were not a believer. Right, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I remain that way. And there's a lot of teams looking around right now being like, holy shit. We should have made a run at Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. And how pumped are the 49ers that they made that insurance policy? But think about how many teams, I think a couple of those teams we've mentioned or will come to mention would be happy to trade places with the Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, hey, we'll give you Matt Ryan for Jimmy. Or, hey, we'll give you Baker Mayfield for Jimmy. Or, hey, we'll give you fucking, uh, who's our boy? Daniel Jones. Chicago. It's like there's oh, a Justin couple Fields. places, Shoot. even Cleveland. There's a couple places right now where I thought he, I speculated he might land. This was earlier in the summer, uh, where I think like if he was there today, it would be a different story. Maybe going forward. Maybe just they maybe just did not fully believe in Trey Lance yet. They had a very run heavy game scripts with him. Um, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit here, finishing up with this game. Trevor Lawrence, your boy, he had a huge day. Five incompletions, two touchdowns, was, really looked good. My Jags. Really, yes, sir. They uh, Christian Kirk, I said it's been a terrible signing all offseason. He had six catches for 78 and two touchdowns. Wow. They're, they're, playing, they're playing feisty. They could have taken down the commandos last week. They're, and that division's... Nothing like that. That could I. I picked the Jags to win that AFC South. They are alone in first place at one and one. Boom! There you go. Just hang on. That's for the next fifteen weeks. Yep. Just had to do the mental math for that. That's crazy. Credit to them. They absolutely manhandled this because I was watching this in Indianapolis. There was a lot of upset people at the two bars. And their beers over there. Naughty. Did you uh, buy everybody a shot? We're like, uh, it's a. Sorry, of a beautiful relationship. There's one of me and a lot of Colts fans. <laughs> they they picked the easy one there. It doesn't even out. Um, going back to uh, you brought up the Browns in that last Jimmy Garoppolo comment. Well, they're up by 13 with a minute and 13 seconds left after Nick Chubb unnecessarily runs it in for a touchdown. Didn't go down. They miss the extra point. Then they give up a 66-yard touchdown, get the onside kick, and proceed to go down and score two win by one. Joe Flacco and the New York Jets. Yeah. I would. I was hurt. I'd with love to see it. Joe's still doing good work. 18 in the AFC North. 18 and three career record versus the Browns. Joe Flacco. Say that again. 18. 18 and three. Nice. So definitely a, a great win. Maybe his most impressive here or at least most surprising. Uh, Amari Cooper showed up a little bit more for the Browns. He had a terrible week one. Rookie Garrett Wilson had a big day for the Jets. We'll see if they can carry over this momentum. But, you know, trying to wait out Deshaun Watson coming back, this is a bad loss for them to drop. So we'll see if it if it comes back to haunt them. And we hope it does. Oh, fingers are crossed. Yeah, good job in life. 
Fingers are crossed tight there. The Commandos talked about them too. They went up to Detroit. They were losing 22 to nothing in the first 24 minutes. They were, uh, Aiden Hutchinson had three sacks in the first half, the number two pick overall. He was all over Carson Wentz. Amon Ross St. Brown is the real deal. If you haven't seen his highlights yet, he's yeah unbelievable. And who's his brother? Uh, Equinemius. Yeah, Equinomia. just their parents were just doing, hitting the fucking cover off the ball with those names. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown and Equinemius St. Brown. Let's get down with the St. Brown. And I'm pretty sure they have a third brother whose name's, name's Bob. Like, like Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I could be, we, we'll have to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure it's like a very, co- or like Bruce, like a yeah, B level yeah. common name. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, big win for the Lions there. And Dan Campbell was asked if he was uh, scouting that Vikings Eagles game. How'd, how'd you watch that game, coach? And he said, normally, like any fan would. I fell over backwards in my chair drunk after the second half. I couldn't even take notes anymore. Woke up, couldn't read my notes. But I'm back in this morning, took some aspirin, we're good to go. And we love that. That's yes, our sir. guy up there in Detroit. Yes, sir. Still woke Detroit up. Detroit Dan. Still woke we'll, uh Detroit Dan. We'll crack one to Dan right there. Sure. We have another one. <laughs> Very appropriate. 12-ounce salute. Moving on to a game that if you weren't having a few beers watching, you were doing it wrong. The Bucks Saints. It was three to three going into the fourth quarter. It was an awful. They game. may even had a couple beers. I mean, it got a little chippy out there, you know. Yes, it did. Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. They they go at it again. It's almost like Family Guy or Peter and the Chicken. And yeah, right. Guy. Yeah, it's yeah. It and Lattimore is just he gets in everyone's crawl there. Like. Yeah. It's that's been going back that be probably five or six years at this point. Love when these types of things exist, though. And when uh, Evans is getting escorted off the field, he's trying to barter with the with the referees. What would you do? It's Tom Brady. What am I supposed to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that, and it's like that's only that's major brownie points for uh, you know, Mister Tom. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah. I bought him a, a nice watch after that. Sure. Maybe a vehicle at that point. But so he's out of game now. Yes, Mike Evans? He, that was announced against yesterday. the Packers. And that's a tough loss with Julio and uh, Godwin probably yeah, on the show. I mean, you want him there. You want all hands on deck against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it's gonna be a that's gonna be a low scoring game right there. Gonna be. It's not going to be a shootout between the two goods. No shot. Not with those two defenses. And I mean, I don't even know who Tampa Bay is going to have a It'll receiver. It'll be a chess match then. Yep. Yeah, and that, it could be entertaining to watch. Could be a, a terrible one like this again. Right. Jameis Winston did throw a pick six. That uh, pretty much salted the game away. Right. So he made it through a week <laughs> and, and a half. In other news, I, I woke up this morning and took a shit. Yeah, he, he got through week one with that one at least. Uh, moving ahead, this one was a bad one up in the East Rutherford. The Giants, they end up holding on against the Panthers. How is Matt Rule not fired yet still? Yeah, like, like Matt Rule doesn't rule. He is, I see what you did there. He is, they've got so much talent on offense. They have a decent enough defense. Baker has to be okay. I mean, if not, Baker, scheme, Baker one nine. scheme something to get 
these quicker passes to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. It's it's terrible down there. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah, and I maybe misguidedly was kind of thinking that that would be like a nice change of pace for Baker, and they'd get some fresh blood in there, like someone that was maybe a little better than Sam Darnold. You never know what a little better can get you. Right. Change your life a little better. Apparently, a little better here. They're at least only losing by by two and three in these games instead of getting completely destroyed. Sure. But uh, it's an interesting statistic here. Shout out to Julian Council. Found this on Twitter. Matt Rule is 10-25 and 25 with the Panthers. In games, they give up more than 17 points. They're 1-25. And they've led in 17 of their last 19 games at some point and have won five of them. Mm. So... He, even when he's got him going, he's just not a four-quarter coach. And if you're not that, you're not going to have a job for much longer in the yeah. NFL. Not for long. That's what it stands for. Uh, didn't watch. There's a couple of coaches at the round table of, like, if it's, like, Dr. Evil's round table, and there's just, like, the ejector button. Oh, yeah. And there's just, like, you, we, there, we could probably name four or five coaches. One of them's going to go. In the middle of this season. For and sure. I wonder who's it going to be. I picked Matt Rule to go first in one of our articles, but if the Colts come out like 0-5 or something, Frank right, Reich's right. fucking yeah, gone. Like, this is your fourth quarterback, dude. Like, what the fuck? And you've done the worst with it, while Carson Wentz is like third or fourth in the league in passing. Right. Rings. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't look good that Carson Wentz is kind of like having a nice start, he's, you know? He's getting, he's doing better than he was in Indy. That juxtaposed to the Colts with Matt Ryan, who I think everyone would have said is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz or, like, has a career right now where it's like you you wouldn't even want to compare the two, but now we are, and it doesn't look good for old Matty Ike. Matty Ike. No, it's not looking good for my Indianapolis futures bet either, but... And Frank Reich, former... Terps quarterback, right? I believe so, actually. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. So that's back in the 80s, probably. Kind of indicative of Maryland football, like right there for you. All those guys back in the 70s. So moving to uh, moving to Pittsburgh. Not don't have to spend much time here. This game yeah. sucked. Uh, 17 to 14 ended up being the final score. The Patriots score on a long play and then off a muffed punt. Mm-hmm. Mr. Biscuit, he's. I was wrong about him. He's. It might as well be Ben Roethlisberger back there still. Yeah. You gotta wonder when we're gonna see Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett. Well, and the Pats just look so bad too. Like their offense yes. is fucking horseshit. Terrible. And it's like we better. <laughs> I don't want Mac Jones going all two on us this week. I would throw up. Yeah. I'd call out of work Monday. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd call out of work Monday. Uh, Rams. See what are you doing? It's like oh, just driving around the block. In circles all day. Yeah, just listening to sad music in the losing play call. Uh, Rams, Falcons, this was an interesting game. Rams were crushing them early, up 28-3, to halfway through the third quarter, ironically. And then the Falcons began to turn it around, forced some turnovers, blocked a punt for a touchdown. Next thing you know, they're driving and they're down 31 to 25 at that time. Mm. Uh, Marcus Mariota lost the magic, threw a pick to Jalen Ramsey, who was a little too excited for an interception against Marcus Mariota, in my opinion. 
uh, right. reg- regardless of the circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> but they end up uh, getting a safety, which helped get the final score to 31-27. One of those ones where the punter backs up through the through the uh, end zone to kill yeah. some time. Very weird game. Didn't personally watch a lot of this one. I had the Rams winning the money line. I got a little stressed towards the end, but Jalen got it done for us. Moving to San Francisco. The big story here was Trey Lance broke his ankle on a running play. Uh, We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo earlier. He came in. He was very efficient. Uh, Debo and Brandon Ayuk had five catches each. They had running game was rolling overall yeah just vintage niners yeah it is and it's like they finally will have to accept jimmy garoppolo as their quarterback it's like try it's like a a birth marker a freckle you're trying to wash off it's like no this is your quarterback like that's what's happening here you went to a super bowl with him he, you've gone to the playoffs with him. He's not bad. You've won. I mean, you their record lot. with him as the quarterback, I don't have that in front of me, but I don't think it's that bad. No, it's great. And it's like, yeah, fucking Trey Lance. A, we didn't even know what he was going to be anyway. He's barely played. And then yep. this happens. And then his contract's up after next year, isn't it? And he's not, yeah, Garoppolo, and he's not coming back. And it's like, fucking just stick with Jimmy G, baby. Like, he, you've been to the, the Super Bowl once. Jimmy Garoppolo has done as much as Joe Burrow has. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. just check check that. Phew. Well, uh, yeah, well, we don't have to talk about Seattle, really. We'll just transition right off that Joe Burrow into their afternoon game. This one cost me some money. I have a particularly soft spot. Oh, hard spot. I don't even know. I, I can't believe they fucking lost this game. Cooper Rush was... Looked like an elite game manager. Didn't do anything flashy. They were. I, I did sadly watch most of this game. Uh, Micah Parsons was all over Joe Burrow. Yeah, he had a game. He was all over him. He hit him five times, two separate sacks. Um, you know, I Joe Burrow is obviously really good, or he has the potential to be. His weapons obviously are elite and help, but right. it's hard to get a true read on him when his offensive line is this dog shit. Yeah, I mean, what is he? Isn't he on the pace for like a hundred some sacks, like hundred eleven sacks this I think, year? I uh, I, I think, think so. Actually, yeah, like, it's in the triple. Uh, it would yeah, shatter the record. Yeah. Which hopefully doesn't get to that for him, but you never know. I mean, that's terrible. I can't imagine he would. I can't imagine he'd get out of the season healthy at that point. They'd have to trade a pick for a, a lineman. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, well, and that's I, bad business. And just to, we, all, we, we blew through the Seahawks, which is fine with me, but just as a point of comparison, I think since his time in the league, Russell Wilson's the most sacked quarterback in that time frame. That sounds and right. And I think it's started to show on him the last couple of years, and it's, and it's still showing. Yeah. Even if they can squeak out a win or whatever. I mean, they were counting... They he got some boo birds before, and then they were like counting down the play clock for he and the coach to like no to not further fuck up any yeah yeah uh, like the time that's great or, or delay game calls yeah so that's like the autumn of discontent out in Denver and that's a great uh, great segue as well they. They were trailing for a lot of this game. They've been trailing for a lot of this season to Houston and Seattle. Yeah. 
Russell Wilson completed 45% of his passes. I don't I don't know. I'm it, it looks bad before it just looks really bad. Hackett has made some very questionable coaching calls throughout yeah. that as well. I mean and it's just, you know, when yeah, I mean Hackett, I yeah, who knows what that is. I mean, the new ownership, who knows if they know what they're doing. But yeah, Nathaniel Hackett seems to be kind of clueless or like you know out over his skis it's like hey dude maybe wasn't the hire yeah but then russ also it's like you know you take enough sacks and enough hits and also it's like you're 34 now or whatever i think yeah it's like a part of your whole appeal was your elusivity and and you're scrambling and it's like that does go away and it probably goes away right about this time sure you know what i mean so yeah. Unless and you have a serious offensive line and some serious talent and a coach that knows what they're doing, it might start to look a little mundane. And it, it definitely is so far out in Denver. We'll see if they're going to be able to turn it around. Their divisional rivals, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That For as many <laughs> bad games as we had in the afternoon, this one – was absolutely fucking incredible. And I'm not a big Kyler Murray fan, but holy shit. Well, that was Yeah, I mean that was ins- that was insane. But see, here's my thing with that though. It's like we knew Kyler could do this. Yeah. Now now do more. Yeah. And we do, need it you do se- more. Do it in the second half of the season. And it's like we didn't know Tua could do that. But do hey more. Tua, do it again. Yeah. You gotta do it again. This was this was crazy. They were down twenty to nothing. The twenty second Two point conversion. It was like twenty and a half seconds. Oh yeah, and he ran like eighty five yards. He 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 like scrambled around for eighty five yards before finally getting across that line. I I've never across seen anything line. like that. That's like playing Madden on rookie. It's like they just ne- they never never quite even right. get with, they never even got really close to him. He was never really threatened outside of the first like three or four seconds. Once he got out of the pocket, it was yeah, it was a wrap. Well, that's also one of the, I heard someone say, and I do agree with them though, but it's like, uh, if a play is going on for like 22 seconds and there's not a holding flag, then the refs are clearly not fucking looking yeah, or swallowing their whistles. So it's like, I, I, I can't, I don't have a mental image of that, that complete play breakdown, but I, I do. There's, there's two ways to see that play, but sure. the right way to see it was it was incredible. Yes, it was. It uh, ended up getting to overtime after another touchdown and two-point conversion. They turned it over on downs in overtime. Car passes it left to Hunter Renfro. He gets fucking cracked. Ball pops out. Byron. Car always passes on the left if they know what they're doing. Yeah, hey. I like that a lot, actually. Um, Byron Murphy picks it up, runs it back 59 yards. Game, yeah, crazy. I uh, that was maybe the most entertaining finish that you'll see. Yeah, and definitely the most entertaining of the three games after that. Our Sunday night and our Monday night ones: Packers and Bears. Oh my! Justin Fields went seven for eleven for seventy yards and an interception. Yeah. I didn't know we were watching Navy play. <laughs> yeah, like not great. <laughs> that was I've. That was not even a professional performance. I don't. They can't. They just can't trust him up there, or they have a terrible offensive scheme or whatever. It's but just. Um, it's just. I think it's everything. I've got. I think it's one of those things where it's just like, Chicago is just kind of fucked right now. Yeah, 
their top receiver, Darnell Mooney. He had one catch for negative four yards. <sighs> that was hard to see. I did not start him on fantasy, but that's incredible. They they are so bad on offense right now, which is really a shame because their defense isn't is at least uh, you know acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did enough. He got the got the ball to eight different receivers. Sammy Watkins sighting shout out. Uh, big day by Aaron Jones. Not as big as Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs had up in Buffalo, though. Yeah, and, that was pretty whew. incredible. I mean, they just they really look as good as everyone was saying in the offseason, and as we were all expecting after the end of last season. But yep. Yeah, and now they have a defense to go along with it. Like, And they're going to get better when they get the Tredavious White back yeah. as well, a corner. Uh, so... Josh Allen had four more touchdowns. Uh, Stephon Diggs caught three of them. So yeah. those were, I mean, they're incredible. Tennessee might look as bad as Buffalo looks good. Yeah. I don't see them turning it around anytime soon. I think Tannehill is done. Well, and that Bills-Titans game was one you could just turn off at halftime almost. Or, like, whenever that floodgate opened up, you could have lost or missed a large chunk of the back end of that game. Happily. And you would have known exactly what. There was there was going to be no, like, Dolphins-esque comeback or anything like that. No, no hope whatsoever. Last game of the evening, there was actually no scoring in the second half of this one, so you totally could have turned it off at halftime. Eagles went up 24-7, to and that was where it stayed. Captain Kirk stays sucking on primetime. He had three picks. Yeah, and that's one of those things that doesn't really matter, but on a personal level or, like, to your ego, it's like, fuck, like, can I win one at night on, like, national television with everyone watching? And the answer for Kirk Cousins is no. Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's now 8-18 and 18 on primetime for his career, so he's as safe a bet as any against him. Uh, Maybe Jay, he's the day man that they were singing about. Uh, they play at 1 o'clock this week. We'll see if, if he can deliver a little more so. Jay, Jalen Hurts so good, 333 yards passing. He had 57 rushing, three Looked total great. touchdowns. Incredible. Yeah. His MVP odds went up pretty substantially after the game. I saw in a sports book, like from 18 to 14 to 1. So he he looked awesome. Well, and he's kind of, he was kind of, when I said earlier about the, like, we knew Kyler could do this, do more. We didn't know Tua could do this, do it again. He's kind of like somewhere right in the middle. If there's a Venn diagram of those two statements, the middle section would be where he's at right now. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. That's a perfect analogy. Uh, wrapping up our rhyme time from last week, all three of us got one, so it's nice for us to all get on the board. I had Joe Burrow with no turnovers. Sadly, that was one of the few things he did do right for the Bengals. Uh, Doc had the Titans getting smoked by the Bills, 41-7. to Yikes. And Super smoked. And, yeah, Super smoker. Titan pack. And the uh, New York Giants brought home Joe's hotspot, so we'll be letting you know our rhyme times for week three coming up here in a little bit we got a little bit of other news to get through first some mlb discussion we had max scherzer last night he was right off the il he has six perfect innings in his return i think he had nine strikeouts only 68 pitches and they pull him so well yeah i almost like to think of that as the continuing thread of Earlier in the year, I think maybe back in Kershaw, May, Kershaw yep. 
came in and did six perfect innings and got pulled, and it was kind of like, oh, and then he ended up getting hurt late, like a couple months later. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see Scherzer coming back from injury and kind of doing that same type of thing. Also, it's like I understand the whole like we can't have you throwing hundred some pitches, especially when you have you're older you and you have a problem with your fucking elbow or yeah. shoulder, whatever. Yeah, he's but 30. I always hate to see people get robbed of that opportunity. Yeah, it's opportunity. You don't get there often. Senators. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were sh- there were shades of that for sure. We had a uh, Albert Pujols had a big week. Yeah, I saw that he the- and Aaron Ju- uh, Judge are both closing in on those numbers big we days. were keeping an eye out for. Yes, sir. Um, Pools needs two more. He's got 14 games. He should be able to do that. I trust in him to do that. They need to send him up there until he does. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron Judge has... And uh, pitchers need to pitch to him. Like, it's like... You know how, like, Favre gave up that sack? Yeah. uh, Was that the straight hand? Yep. The 22 and a half. And it's like... You know, if you're... Especially if you're a nobody pitcher... But if, especially if you're a somebody, if you're like a Hall of Fame pitcher already, it's like just throw a fucking meatball and let that dude get his 700th and just go shake hands, have a beer after the game, yep. and say congrats. Let like y'all get, are length at that point. Let me get your jersey for this game or some shit. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe your hat, something. Because <laughs> we all want to see it. Who doesn't want to see that? And he, he should definitely get it. They have an eight-and-a-half game division lead, so they're not even sweating that. Aaron Judge is at 59. He's only got to get to 61, 62 if he wants to break it. Yeah. They, got, they got 16 games left. So. Yeah, and I, I think all of our numbers are still in play. Very much so. Very much so. So we'll be keeping track of that. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get it done as we get closer. Our our O's update, they're still only five games out of the wild card. There's 16 games left. It doesn't look good. No, it's been a tough month really or a tough couple weeks yeah got got smoked by detroit last night uh so not pretty but it's been a fun year regardless moving along college football not really a fun weekend especially compared to the first one washington upset number 11 michigan state 39 28 that's pretty much the main upset of the weekend Uh, alabama ohio state Georgia, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Michigan, they all rolled. Not a surprise there in any of those games. Some general news as well. Joe, you might might appreciate this. We had a retirement today. Defenseman P.K. Subban, longtime, longtime NHL player, big dude, big Montreal guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, started with Montreal and then uh, went to Nashville, or was it? The other way around. I think it was he. He ended up in Nashville. Right? Yeah, that sounds and right. And then he went to uh, New Jersey, finished his career with the Devils. Yeah, and he's been right. doing a lot of like analysis work for ESPN the last couple of years. I mean, even while still playing, like if he was injured or they didn't make the playoffs, he would be in the studio. Involved. There's yeah. uh, another retirement, I believe. Um, uh, Zdeno Chara. Wow. As a, uh, as a a Bruin, of course. As he should. Yeah. He's a mountain of a human. That's, yeah, like 6'8, like 6'11 with skates on or some shit. It's like, holy shit. Just firing at 106 miles an hour. And I want to say PK Subban was dating Lindsey Vaughn 
famous skier, I, the little hockey player skier thing. I, that relationship since cooled, but uh, you're right. they put it on ice. Yeah, it, it uh, went went down the slope pretty quickly. That's right. Uh, Doc, you got a little bit of an NBA. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the only real news out of the NBA is recently has been the news with the Suns owner, Robert Sarver, which a lot of um, stories have come out about him. Now, they've been out there for a while. I mean, this has actually been talked about for a couple years now, but I think that something came to a head, or I don't know what exactly happened in this past week. But, yeah, I mean, he, a lot of racial comments the use of the n-word a lot of sexual talk with women in the organization and i think it, the, there was like a straw that broke cable back or there was some I think type it, of court yeah i think it'd been under review that, okay so that's yeah. just like coming to fruition now yeah but either way so he has a one-year suspension and a 10 million dollar fine and and adam silver kind of in his press conference was like yeah it's like he is an owner of this. Like, it's not quite like you fuck up at your job and I get to fire you. You know what I mean? So it's that, that one year suspension, $10 million fine is what the NBA levied down. Now, uh, there's and that's a lot nothing of people, for him. That, right, that doesn't yeah. impact the team I mean, at all. A guy that's worth a couple billion, it's like $10 million is nothing. And like, Oh, I don't get to go to games for a year. It's I like, that watch sucks. My it's like, mansion. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's also not the biggest deal, but, um, there's been a lot of outcry, public outcry, questions from the media, and then also players like LeBron and uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, who plays for this organization, yeah. the Suns, and and has a history of – he was on the Clippers when the Donald Sterling thing happened, the Sterling v. Stiviano. Yes, that was And uh, they were going to boycott. They didn't end up doing it be uh, because I think there was probably word that there was going to be like an ouster. It's like Donald Sterling will sell this team. Yeah. But – they were going to boycott a fucking playoff game. So with these two, probably, I mean, CP3 is one year He's removed the from being room, the NBA uh, player association rep, like mm -hmm. the leader of that. And LeBron, the biggest thing since Michael Jordan. It's like when those two dudes are saying, ah, this ain't right, I don't think this is the end of it. You no. know, Draymond Green today called for a vote. I don't know of whom, whether it be like all the owners or like the the players association and the owners but so yeah i mean this is not the last we've heard of this story so paypal said we <laughs> might take our name off the jerseys next year not this year so that's kind of like toothless but that's all we have going on in the nba i'm sure stuff will happen over the next week or two so we'll check back in on that yeah robert sarver you are a scumbag i don't really have a nicer way to put that one not a lot of other sports uh, around outside of that, so we're just going to roll on into week three and then our rhyme time here. It's going to be... It's it's a much different slate than last week. I feel like last week was a lot of underdogs and a lot of uh, expected high-scoring games. We're kind of seeing the opposite here, closer ones and some low-scoring affairs. Yeah. Like, when we first talked today, I was like, man, I got, like, four or five games where I... I don't know what to do yet. And I've, I've come to a conclusion on them now, but... And we're going to hear all about it. Thursday night, we're going to see Jeff Bezos most likely again uh, hosting the Browns and the Steelers. Oh, 1964. <laughs> this one's going to be in Cleveland. I personally... Trubisky's looked so bad. 
The Browns have a really good defensive line. The Steelers' offensive line is bad. They can't block for Najee Harris. They let a little bit of pressure. Or it's hard to say if they're letting pressure in the backfield or if Trubisky's just kind of got happy feet, no presence. But regardless, I think the Browns are going to win this one. I think it's going to be fairly handy as well. They had a freak loss last week, as we saw. They had a one and covered in almost any other circumstance. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing the Browns here, too, at home at the Dog Pound. And, yeah, it's like Trubisky. I think a lot of people, even former Bears fans, wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt and see if maybe that – Maybe maybe it was I, that the scenery, and, and, and it could have been. And, you know, the jury's still out on Trubisky. We've seen two weeks of him in Steelers land so far. But without T.J. Watt and that defense might even – get a little more, you know, bendy breaky. Yep. That it's like, I think the Browns just outlast. I, th- I don't think it's going to be like, uh, holy shit, look at the Browns. No, but, no. Yeah, you know. But Jac- Jacoby Brissett's looked a little bit better than expected so far. They'll, they'll get it done at home on a short week. Uh, this might be, there are some real contenders for worst game of the week, but at least at a glance, this might be mine. The Bears and the Texans in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, that's like an old cattle drive. The Going up from Houston up to, you know, all the stockyards and the great meat land that was Chicago. That's where every cattle drive ended. Yeah. And that's where it's <laughs> going to end this week, too. I'll tell you what, those steers are going to go up there and be... Laundered. I I have a hard time betting on a team that just had 70 yards passing by their quarterback. <laughs> I I think the Texans are scrappy. I've been saying it all offseason. Davis Mills is better than he's played so far. Yeah. I think they'll get it done late. I think there's gonna be I think it's gonna be a heavy run game. I will try to watch as minimal of this game as possible, which should be easy with the uh, with the Ravens on at one. Yeah, like you're just gonna see some highlights like, at most. That. You probably won't even put money on that <laughs> no. one. Uh, Raiders, fresh off of a big blown lull or a blown lead, they're traveling to Nashville to yeah. face the Titans, who are looking pretty toothless in their own rights. I think Las Vegas is gonna get it done here. I do too, and the Titans. They always love to play the bully, and they're going to get their dick knocked in the dirt. Maybe someone goes and stomps and has a huddle on their midfield. We'll see what's happening, but I got the Raiders here, too. Yeah, I think, they, I think they'll get it done through the air. Devontae Adams is still really fucking good, even though they're 0-2. Their car has just got to clean it up some, I think. Yeah, and I think that's a team. I mean, they will find it. I mean, they're they're one of those teams where it's like, they're never my favorite to go to a Super Bowl or no. do, or be like super super scary, but they're always there. Like they're going to be a team that factors in late in the season. I agree. They'll at least like steal a game or two. They're not supposed to. They should definitely be the better team than Tennessee this weekend. Chiefs and the Colts. This one's going to be in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. The Chiefs look really good. Mm-hmm. I They started slow against the Chargers. They worked their way back and pretty much dominated for the yeah. second half. The Colts look like dog shit. Jonathan Taylor's not even getting the ball enough. If, right. Pittman, doesn't, if Pittman doesn't play, the Chiefs might win by 20. Mr. Pittman. But if he does, it might be a little closer. But I, I like the Chiefs here pretty handily at that. 
I think. Uh, yeah, I'm with you there too. I mean, that's gonna be. Is that some? That's not gonna be close. Is that some steam coming up from your seat, Frank? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he's on the. He's one of those at Doctor Evil's table. Yes, sir. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be a tough start if they're o two and one. We got the Bills and the Dolphins in what might be one of the marquee matchups for the one o'clock game out of nowhere. This one's in Miami. Buffalo's five and a half point favorites. It's hard to bet against them right now. Xavier Howard's really good, but he looked really not good against Rashad Bateman last week. Yeah. I think Stefan Diggs will give him trouble. Well, I, how can you bet against Buffalo right now? And I know the Tua thing against us this past week seems like a coming out party, but I don't know if it is. And it's like, we still put up, what, 38 points 38, on them? Yeah. It's like the Bills could easily do just that. And I don't think they're going to give up 42. And I don't know if Tua is going to be throwing six touchdowns every week. And now it's marquee in the fact that it's divisional and all that. For sure. I, I still have the Bills winning this one kind of. Comfortably, yeah. You know, I, I'm not all in on the Dolphins just yet. I agree as well. I, I think the Dolphins have better games ahead of them, but I think it's the Bills' time right now. It's just a better matchup. Lions, Vikings, love this one. This mm -hmm. one's in Minnesota. As far as gambling goes, the fact that the Lions are getting six points here is absolutely tremendous. I actually like them straight up. They're playing really good yeah. football. They, they're just like explosive. And once explosive. you get that first win out, I mean, they could have beat the Commanders in Week One. Yeah. And then to come out and do what they did this past week, I think they may have caught a little fire. You know. Yeah, I. They're riding that, uh, hard knocks. Energy. Momentum, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, they're the show to see. And it was actually or Eagles Week One, but that actually makes it more impressive than the, than the Commanders. Um, so I like the Lions actually this week. I like them straight up and covering. I think that the Vikings covered in glory. Short week too, coming off Monday night. Yeah, we'll see about that one. Ravens and Patriots in yeah. Foxborough. New England's offense looks like dog shit. They're it does, and as dog shit as our defense looked, their offense does look like dog shit. And I like our offense to stay true to what it's been doing, which has been looking, I think, good. Yeah. Um, and I think we have to get that stank off of us. I, agree. I see us playing a pretty tight game. Um, I agree. So, yeah, I mean, I got us here. I think we kicked their shit in. Like, it's like we have to go out there and be like, hey, we're spit that out. bad taste out of your mouth from last week. Yeah, I would love to see it. Yes, sir. I think we're going to – it's going to be nice weather in Foxborough, too. I think we're going to shit on them. If not, it could spell trouble. I'm and I'm going to be very overwhelmed next week mm. on the show if we don't. If we don't <laughs> well, yeah, win then, then, we'll have, then we'll be oh. talking. We might get into some Ravens organizational talk at that point. But on to the next game. Yes, we'll, we'll keep that Got, holstered. Yes, for sure. We're, we're we're optimists here on dropping lines. Bengals Jets. This one's in uh, in New York as well. Bengals are slight favorites right now. Four and a half. I, and if you were setting lines in August, they would be like they'd be like ten and a half point favorites. Easily, I don't. I can't even trust Cincinnati right now. Joe Flacco, if the weather's nice, it's sixty nine degrees. 
nice weather. Yeah. Um, I think if he the Bengals defense isn't that good. If he's comfortable in the pocket, if he's able to move the ball a little bit. And we loved seeing Joe Week one in Baltimore, and we took that dub off of him, which is great. But if he can keep on doing good work for Baltimore even after he's left, and you take out the Browns and then the Bengals two weeks in a row, fucking come on. Come on back to Baltimore after this season. We'll buy you a crab cake dinner. Yeah, let you retire in purple. I I just got to go with the Bengals in this one. Yeah, I me too. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets maybe keep it interesting, but... Sure, and they're winning. I mean, we just set the table of their winning not being a complete surprise, but I still like the Bengals in this one. I think they'll, you know, they also have some pride, and they'll probably try to squeak this one out against the Jets. For sure. We got Eagles and the Commanders. We got Carson Wentz going against his former team. Eagles are in Washington here, and they're big favorites by about a touchdown. Just a bus ride down 95. This, I, I think the Eagles are the better team. I think they're going to – I love the over in this game. I think this is going to be a high-scoring, yeah, fun yeah, game, actually. This could actually. be a marquee match. I love a lot of these divisional matchups yeah. we have this week, but this one could be marquee. You got Carson Wentz playing the former team. You got Hurts playing as hot as anyone in the NFL right now, not named Josh Allen. I think that – this should be a really fun matchup. A lot of points. Eagles take it home late just by having a better defense. But look out. Look out for that. I, I like that over. Um, who are you taking in that game? I got the Eagles. They're keeping, keeping rolling. Uh, got the Saints going to the Panthers, Carolina. I mean... Jameis is Jameis's back hurts right now, and he did he looked the part. Yeah. Now Tampa's defense is obviously way better than Carolina's. That's not saying very much at all. But uh, and Jameis has very like uncle vibes, where it's like, oh yeah, of course your back hurts. Right. Like, <laughs> he just kind of looks like, oh yeah, like not in the best of shape, but can go through over five hundred yards or something. This this game, I think, will be. It might be tough to watch, but it also could be really fun. Yeah, or, or uh, I at think least... it's gonna be close, regardless. I... I do think this will be like a hard one game. I agree. I I think it'll you'll see some weird shit at least, if, <laughs> even if it's not uh, right. too crazy. I'm actually, I'm actually leaning on the Panthers in this one. I think I think Jameis didn't look that great last week. The Panthers have hung in both of these games. They don't look good ever. No. But they I, I think I think I'm taking the Panthers. Home dogs. Matt Rule's not going winless the season before he's fired. That's my pick there. Do you got a Oh I thought yeah I'd have the Saints. Oh, my okay. bad. Yeah. My bad. I'd no, bet. you're good. But yeah, yeah, I'll just clean it up and yeah, I cool. got the Saints. Uh we're head to head in that. I like that. We were doing. Chargers going or hosting the Jaguars here. They're big favorites, but we don't even know if Justin Herbert's playing. I know, which would really, I mean, that factors into how I pick this game, too. Um, It's not like the Chargers have some crazy home field advantage. And they are my Jags, let's not forget. And uh, if Justin Herbert's not playing, I think I would lean towards a Jags upset. Now, if he does play, even at 75% or 70%, I think that that could be enough for the Chargers to pull that one off. But, yeah, that one's kind of – that was a tough one for me, not knowing where Herbert stands, because the last we saw him was – I mean, 
he was running towards the sideline and could barely wing one five yards. But then he stepped up and rifled one right down the hash. Right. For a, what if that was it a touchdown or did it just get to like the one? Either way, it was a it big was, gain. Yeah, it was. It was, and it looked super sharp. So I don't know. I mean, I I have the Chargers. I've picked the Chargers to win officially. Yes. I I think. I think the Jaguars cover. I think they're sneaky. I think the Chargers shouldn't lose this one. They still, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you there. But I think the Jaguars keep it close here. They're getting a lot of points. Rams, Cardinals, there might be a lot of points in this one too. Yeah. I, Kyler was so bad for the first half, and obviously he can flip the switch, but. Yeah. I think the Rams are going to get this done on the road. See, and I think Kyler's one of the, he's like a streaky kind of guy. I think he's going to like. It's early in the year. It's his time. And it's like, yeah, it's early in the year. It's his time. And coming off of what he just did, I think there's probably like an abundance of confidence and good feelings. Sure. And I have them being the Rams too. I mean, I think the Rams and the Bengals could be a great case study in the two teams that were in the Super Bowl, winner and loser. Sure. Are just going to have a very, like, big ho-hum year, you know? I could see it. Stafford still, they still are making a lot of mental errors as much as anything else. We'll see if they can put together a whole game against a very game opponent at that. Falcons traveling up to Seattle. Not going to go too much into depth on this one. I actually have the Falcons winning. I think they Me st- too. they started bad against the Rams. They started really well against the Saints. They've basically played two amazing halves and two terrible halves this year. Mm-hmm. So actually really just one bad quarter against the Saints. Um, so I, I think that they'll get it done. They're, Marcus Mariota has, I'm not a believer, but he's he's at least, you know, placeholder-esque. Like he's doing sure. exactly what you'd need him to do. He's far from perfect, but... Like a young Jimmy G. It's a very similar comparison. Well, yeah, I, was, I got the Falcons stealing that one from Seattle as well. Bringing Geno back to earth. Uh, Packers, Bucks, love the under here. There's going to be a no star power at receiver in this game. Uh, I think I'm rolling with the Packers. That's where I landed, <laughs> too. I landed on that, too. I mean, they lost week one and then, you know, bounced back yesterday looking pretty good or on Sunday looking pretty good. Um, and the Bucks haven't looked awful. They haven't looked, like, insanely great. Like, not like they haven't Bucks looked good on offense. And now with Mike Evans out for this game, you said Goblin's not yeah, going to be playing. And Julio, I believe. Julio. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I think the Packers will will take this one away. We might see a couple more broken tablets out of TB12. Tom, terrific. Uh, shout out Julio Jones, number 11. This is episode 11, chopping lines. Shout Moving. out Tom Seaver. <laughs> hey, there you go. Like that, covering multi sports. Moving to Sunday night. The original Tom Terrific. <laughs> I think they might have been the lawsuit about that. That uh, that'd be fun. Well, uh, we'd, we'd you'd hear it first on Chopping Lines, well in advance of it happening. Broncos hosting the 49ers. 49ers are actually favored in this game, mm-hmm. which is surprising. I do like the 49ers. I do too. I mean, I think they're going to win. Jimmy G wins with the Niners, and the Broncos look like they're in disarray. They do. And the fans have not been... They, I feel like the Broncos fans have been hostile. Let's ride. Let's ride to the dumpster, toss Russ in. Yeah, I mean, they were 
counting the play clock and we were getting some booze last week. Deservedly yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they could, if they could sustain their win yesterday and win again, maybe that would all quiet down. But I think there's trouble in Denver. I agree. Nathaniel Hackett's in over his head. Niners Nathaniel Hackett can't hack it. Not yet, at least. Doesn't look good either. Kind of a potential dud of a Monday night matchup here. We got the Cowboys and Cooper Rush again going into the Giants at home. I've bet on the Giants both weeks. I have won both weeks doing so. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games that'll get big ratings for no good reason. It's yep. just like it's a primetime game. Yeah, and it's like the Cowboys versus the Giants, but this isn't going to be anything to watch. I, I mean, it, maybe it's going to end up being a good game, but it's a bunch of nobodies playing for nothing. Well, I think the Giants <laughs> are about to not be playing for nothing because I think they're going three and zero in this one. I like I like oh, Brian okay. I like Brian Dable, their coach. I think he's I think he's got some people buying in up there. Okay, and I I don't think I don't think they're that terrible. Daniel Jones is pretty terrible, but I think as a team they've got some players. I think they'll get it done again. Three and zero. Who'd have saw that coming? Uh, moving into our rhyme times here, something that. I don't think any of us have ever gone 3-0 on. Hopefully this week. Uh, I'll start off with our hot spot here. I got the Ravens in New England. Kind of alluded to it while we were discussing. There's absolutely no fucking way they lose again. Ravens in New England. My hot spot would be much like the Bills obliterating the Titans. I got the Chiefs obliterating the Colts. Yeah, that... Just all in on the Chiefs this week. That feels really Big safe. Win. That feels really, really safe. The Colts are in a tailspin. The Pre- spot is hot. It's going to be hotter for Mr. Reich after this third game. Joe, who do you got on your hot spot? Uh, I liked what the Falcons were capable of against uh, L.A., so I think they're going to beat Seattle. Yeah, I like that. I like that one a lot, too. That's That feels – they're just a better team right now, I think. Geno's not it. Uh, steering clear. I love love my lines this week. Danny Campbell. I think they go into Minnesota. I think they get it done overall. I think it's going to be a high scoring and a pretty fun game. Justin Jefferson's going to have a big bounce back after last week getting shut down. Last week, yeah. I, but I, at the end of the day, not going to be enough against Danny Campbell and the Detroit Lions. Let's go, Lions. My steer clear will be the Miami Dolphins. I think the Bills. We'll do to them what we couldn't. And I got the Bills winning by two touchdowns or more. Like I don't I don't think it's gonna be that close. Good thoughts there. We can we can only hope for for revenge. Joe, what do you got? Uh I'm gonna say Joe Cool calls uh the Bengals. So yeah. steer Hot clear take. of those tigers. That would be an amazing 0-3 start. Uh, I don't – the Bengals are so I, – I don't understand how they're this bad, but I guess, you know, when you, when you don't have it in the trenches, that'll add up. Joe Burrow, not – Burrow on in, sir, because you're getting an under assault this season behind that line. Uh, moving to our top prop, lastly here, I got Russell Wilson going under 50% completion percentage again. Primetime game, he was 45% last week. I think San Francisco gives him a ton of trouble on all levels of their defense, and he's going to struggle. 
My uh, top prop is also Russell Wilson related. I have the mild mannered, dangerous Wilson, and the equally mild mannered Nathaniel Hackett exchanging words or there being some type of energy exchanged on the sidelines between those two. It, it's going to be a very unpleasant mile high experience. Uh, a tip of sorts, if you will. Sure. I would, I would love to see that, actually. It'd be fun if we both hit in, the, in regards to that. Producer Joe, wrap us up here. Uh, the Houston-Chicago game is not going to be totaling above 21 points. Okay, yeah. I think the over-under was 40 and a half. I think so, it was. Uh, so you're cutting it in half that. almost. Yeah, I love that. And we even give you 21.5 there. We don't want any pushes. Um, that's definitely possible. I mean, Chicago's got a great defense, and they have a non-existent offense most weeks. So I could see it happening. That's That'd be a huge bet. We could probably check what those lines would be later in the week. Um, like that there. like that. So that's our rhyme time here. We're going to be posting that on the social media tomorrow, so you'll be able to see, track along with what we picked, see how we're all doing. Uh, going to our scoreboard for that, Doc's leading the way with eight points, Joe's in second with seven, and I've got five. So we're coming down to it here with two weeks left in the summertime rhyme time series here, our first one on the show. So we'll see who's going to end up pulling it off. Big big two weeks ahead here for that. We're also going to be rolling into our trivia now, as always. Going to be getting correspondent Kev on the hook. Kev, how you doing tonight? Welcome welcome back to the show. Glad to be back, gentlemen. Hope we had a good week, too. I know I didn't, so hope it was better for you guys. Uh, I think we're all still licking our wounds. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it was pretty terrible all around, but... We're going to bounce back. We always do. Exactly. Got a big week of trivia here ahead. Our third out of four weeks for September. Got Doc in the lead so far with 12 points. I jumped into second last week. Went a perfect four for four. Mark the date. It hadn't happened yet in chopping lines. It was a big deal. All, all in the headlines in the papers. Uh, we had, went crazy. <laughs> there was a damn near revolution. Um, and producer Joe... Bringing up the rear with seven points, but we're we got a tight one all around here. So, Kev, why don't you take us into question one? All right, let's start with a little baseball. This week in baseball history, we're going to go back to 1988. This Hall of Fame Boston Red Sox recorded his 200th hit in a season, and the first player to ever do it in six consecutive seasons. It's only one point. So we got a Dwight Evans. B. Wade Boggs, C. Jim Rice, or D. Ellis Burks. First guy to ever have two hundred straight, two hundred hits in six straight seasons. All right, I'm gonna flip one, two, three. I got B. Boggs, and those were the others as well. Three Bs. Clean sweep. It was Wade Boggs. The Better Business Bureau. With three thousand and eleven hits, Hall of Famer, great player. Yes, he was on, and really, unfortunately, just went through a lot of hated Orioles teams. So he kind of, or as Orioles fans, teams that we hate. Yeah. So. Famous equestrian Wade Boggs. <laughs> Did not know that. If so. And for those uh, always sunny fans, great at drinking beer on airplanes. Oh yeah, 
Joe loves always sunny. Yeah, and I wondered, did, did he, when did he start his career in Boston? Because I remember there was all those stories of Carl Yastrzemski, whenever they'd have road games, he would just buy like 30 or 40 cases of banquet beer and they would just get super fucked up on the ride home or the ride there. I think it was just like a party vibe. All the above. <laughs> That's all. for sure. That's awesome. Hey, you can kind of get away with that in baseball compared to any other sport. Sure. Oh, Wade Groggs. Wade Groggs. Hey, sure. A lot of <laughs> tough mornings. Why don't we take us to question two here, Kev? All right. Question two, back to the NFL. The end of week two. Unfortunately, Tua Tagovailoa currently leads the league in passing. Name the last left-handed quarterback to lead the league in passing yards. Got A, Steve Young, B, Boomer Esiason, go Maryland, C, Mark Brunel, or D, Jim Zorn. Two points. All right, and we'll flip one, two, three. Doc's got C, Joe's got A, and I put D. I think that was Brunel. I thought C was Brunel. You said Brunel, you're right. Okay, I, I wanted to say Brunel. I wrote Brunel okay. under my. What letter was Brunel? Okay. Okay, so we uh, for for reference, I'll I'll see Brunel there. I see it. Okay. Screenshot. Ted did put Brunel. Perfect. He I... led the league, nineteen ninety six with four thousand three hundred sixty seven yards. They went to the AFC Championship game that year, I believe. They upset Denver on the road in the playoffs. At the mm. time was a. One of the bigger upsets in playoff history. That was the OG Jimmy Smith down there too, catching and, passes and like from Fred a, Taylor, yeah, Keenan McCardell, McCardell, yep. That's Tom it. Coughlin was the coach. Yeah, forgot that. That's yeah. true. Hey, Doc's Jags. Doc's Jags. That's right. <laughs> what, what do we got for questions? <laughs> hey, the numbers grow. They're all from Chile. Hey, we we got something in common. The closest team to <laughs> So what about our? Third question here, Kev. All right. Third question, college football. Georgia, freaking wagon this year in college football, has won 15 SEC championships, which only trails Alabama for most all time. And they are tied with one other SEC program. Name the team that Georgia is currently tied with. A, South Carolina. B, Tennessee. C, Old Miss, or D, Florida? Three-pointer. All right. And we're going to flip one, two, three. I got a B. Doc said C. Joe put D. It is B, the Tennessee Volunteers. Fuck yeah. I was kind of surprised about that one. I would have thought I could have seen Florida. I feel like Florida's had a little more success over the years. I my my thought process on it was it was not a super competent one, but I, my thought process was they. I feel like Tennessee's got this glow about them, and it's just never really been something I've seen in my lifetime, even with Peyton. Yeah. So maybe that maybe that it had to have come from somewhere. So I think there. Peyton won a couple, but it's, you're right. They had that glow in like the '90s with Phil Fulmer. For he was there for what 15, 16 years. Yeah, they had, they had a big big time program for a while. Yes, sir. So that was a that was a thinker, though. I like that. Last right. question of the week. 
Last question. So eight out of the last 10 NFL rushing leaders have also led the league in carries. Name the last player to lead the league in rushing without having to lead the league in carries. It's just three points. We've got A, Kareem Hunt, B, Ezekiel Elliott, C, Derrick Henry, and D, Jonathan Taylor. Can you read this one more time? Sorry. Uh, we got A, Kareem Hunt, B, Ezekiel Elliott, C, Derrick Henry, or D, Jonathan Taylor. Okay, we can flip them. One, two, three. I put A, Joe put D, Doc put C. It was A, Kareem Ooh, Hunt. Dead that late push. Yes, sir. 2017. Winning the big ticket rushing. items. With 1,327 yards and only 272 carries. He was very uh, he was very efficient. That was his rookie year, correct? That was his rookie year. And then he kicked a kicked a woman. Got stupid. A lot of talent. Yep, cost himself a lot of money and yeah. and reputation there. How much was that point or that one worth? Three. Beautiful. I thought that was kind of a tough one. I thought I just thought it was an interesting trend. I mean, obviously the more carries and more yards, but. Hey, you... The efficiency was interesting. Yeah, that's that was a good one there. Back to back, perfect weeks, boys. Wow. I'm <laughs> I'm flying higher than I was on, on the way home from Indianapolis la, What's yeah, our yesterday. Point total now? Are you in the lead? I I have just taken the lead uh, at a glance. I've got 19. You're at 15, and Joe is at eight. So. The Be a big week next week, Sergio. The tides are turning. Uh, when's hockey coming? When are you gonna start your own <laughs> in the mix? Yeah. Hey, the winter hockey season's coming. Hockey yeah. season is coming. Not far away. <laughs> but we appreciate you coming on as always. These are great questions. Real thinkers. So. Yeah, great job, Kevin. We'll be back next week. Yes, week sir. Three. Good luck, gentlemen. Picks, fantasy. Go Ravens. All the above. See you next week. All right, Kev. Later. All right, Kevin. Talk. Talk. <laughs> Accidentally cut Kevin off there. Sorry, wasn't personal. We understood the sentiment, though. It, we finished each other's. You got his point across. <laughs> we could we can say that for sure. So, wow, pumped up. What a trivia round. Great weeks ahead. Just going to ride this right on into the soapbox. I even talked about it a second ago. Um, mine is Indianapolis this week. Flew out for... The engagement uh, party of one of the wife's good friends, Kathleen, and her husband to be Corey. It was an amazing time. We went to a the party itself on Saturday. Uh, the, his mom got got a food truck, some Tex-Mex, had some tamales, some tacos, mm. had a beer and a wine truck on site Great too. Great spread. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I, that sounds nice. I smashed some fucking tamales. Um, so it was a uh, it was That's a really one to do. It's easy. It is easy, especially when they're as good as they were there. They were really authentic. Mm -hmm. uh, went downtown to Indy the next day, watched the Ravens lose. Only made a slight ass out of myself at the bar in doing so. But Indianapolis was a great town. Very clean, uh, very easy to get around. You made so much of an ass out of yourself that they bought you a bomb to quell your tears from that tough loss they, that we... Oof. sustained and we did sustain it we're not going anywhere 
No, but was I, the travel good? How was the travel for you guys? Tra- travel's great. No had, problem with the flights. Nope, had a baby on board for the first time there and back. She was excellent. I couldn't have scripted that better. Yeah. Um, She's a natural flyer. She'll be a pilot one day. Right, just like her, just like her grandpa. There you go. Uh, they'd switched in a, in a pleasant surprise. Southwest had switched up their in-flight IPA from the Fat Tire, which I or or at least their craft choice uh, sure. from a Fat Tire to the Lagunitas IPA. Mm. So that was a welcome upgrade in my eyes. Yeah, I think eyes. that's an upgrade. Yeah. So I was I was happy about that. It hit pretty heavy at 6:45 in the morning, but you know that's what you fly for. Land in Indianapolis, start the day right. Really convenient uh, airport, too, just in and out. Loved it. Great trip. Might go back at some point. We'll see. What do you got for us, Tom? Yeah, nothing I'm really burning up about, but we had a double header on Monday night uh, this week. And I want to say it's, they started them at like 7.15 or 7.30 and 8.30. Kind of wish it was like 6 or 6.30 and 8.30. Like, I feel like those two games could be spaced a little differently yeah i understand you want to keep both coasts in it as far as your viewership goes but like on sunday you're playing a bunch of games so of course there's got to be overlap but if we're only doing two nfl games on a night i'd like if there's an overlap for it to only be a quarter right or even less than i mean the vikings eagles game started in the first half of the Bills-Titans game. And I just wish there was a little more, like, what if you want to watch both and all of both? And they or were two good matchups. to all of both as you can get. Yeah, for sure. So that's about it on that front. And the second half of my soapbox, I want to take people, I want to implore people to watch the President's Cup, which we didn't really discuss today, but the last great golf event of the year. It's uh, Team USA versus Team World. Now... This isn't to be confused with the Ryder Cup, although it's the same format. But sure. the Ryder Cup is just Team USA versus Team Europe, which would okay. be like the British Isles and then Continental Europe. Um, but yeah, love Team Golf. It should be cool. I mean, a lot. Uh, some of the uh, guys that would make both of these teams now on live and can't compete, but it should still be a fun competition nonetheless. Where's it happening? And something worth, worth watching. Quail Hollow country club or golf club down in charlotte north carolina um it is a host to uh it's hosted a couple re or at least one recent pga i believe in 2017 which justin thomas won and it does i don't it's not the Wyndham. it hosts a tournament every single year let me see if i can pull that up right now that we're talking about it because it is a great course and uh yeah, so it, and one that we see every year. So it, it'll be full. It's the Wells Fargo Championship okay. that's played yep. there. So yeah, it's a familiar course and it should be fun nonetheless. So we, we we'll keep have, an eye on that throughout the week. We could hop on an American Airlines flight from Salisbury and be direct in Charlotte within the hour. That's right. Yeah, get boots on the ground. You never know what's going on down there. Fun little day trip. That, that would be. If any, uh, if any media companies want to sponsor that, get chopping lines firsthand down there. Let us know. We'll get it done. Joe, wrap us up here. What do you got? Yeah, so uh, real quick, slow walkers. Like I go to a grocery store or somewhere with a self-checkout, and I'm like right next to somebody that's going to wrap up at the same time. And uh, me personally, like when I'm about to grab my bags, I 
take a glance, look around if I'm going to like intercept somebody or something, you know, I take that awareness. (laughs) But the fact that like nobody else has that and you just get like stuck behind two morbidly obese people that are just fucking inching through (laughs) trying to get to the door and they're taking up the entire aisle and it's just, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's one of my biggest pet peeves, and I had it yesterday, and yeah, just never let go of it. And I feel you on that. And it's weird about like the the speed with which one walks is studied. I mean, we we go back to the ten thousand steps things, but I've seen, you know, like medical articles or just studies where it's like nice you know the faster your walk is the the longer your life expectancy is but then they also on the flip side they say on the other side of that coin it's like if you walk slowly you exude more confidence people see as more confidence like if you walk slowly you instill confidence in me that i know you fucking suck like get out of people (laughs) if you're gonna like take your dog for a walk in the park walk at whatever pace you want but in a grocery store on a city street move in somewhere busy it's like yeah you kind of got to keep up with the flow of traffic when there's civil traffic yeah yeah yeah. no excuse ready to play ready to play (laughs) Play, we preach it here for a reason uh, speaking of fast, or I guess the opposite of a fast walker, did you all see Dabo run onto the field? That uh, that meme from uh, I guess their entrance in Clemson. Oh uh, no, I missed that. He, was he like power walking? No, he was like sixty year old man sprinting. Oh really? <laughs> like the cameraman had to have been running to keep up with him. He ran like fifty yards, like and, in from the. All, it was pretty fucking funny. I, I he was faster than I thought he would have been. Well, good for him. But that's always one of those things where I feel like when I see that, it's like it's a disaster waiting to happen. Like sometimes on TV, these ex athletes or even they might even be athletes, but coaches, it's like you're trying to be in that mindset or like with the boys. It. It's like, hey, dude, like. You're an older man now, like you're gonna rupture a hamstring. You can be like 35 <laughs> and pull a hammy just playing kickball or some shit. Fuck yeah! Let's not do this on national television before the big game, you know? No shit. Don't get like the Dave Grohl like uh, <laughs> leg cast thrown out. He's in and a... just <laughs> get him Booger McFarland's old uh, scissor lift that he used to drive up and down the sidelines on Monday night. That's how he's gonna coach the game. That would be great. Or it'd be even better if he's like in a blue, like a raised blue medical tent on one of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. just still coaching right. among the games. Just his head's like popped out through it. He's a nut too. So if anyone, if anyone would do that, he'd be up there. Uh, that's great. Love that. Love that. Uh, keep a lookout. Posted the week two review. It was a bittersweet one. It was really actually a lot better to type up. Uh, going to be coming out with our predictions, our thoughts for week three later in the week. We'll come out with some fantasy information as well. So keep tuning into the blog. Keep listening up to the podcast. I think we've been bringing some pretty good stuff. Not trying to pat my back too heavy, but these have been fun episodes, guys. Uh, I hope that you listeners have been enjoying them as well from, from Salisbury to Chile. Yeah, and don't forget to vote on those polls at the bottom of our episode log there we've had some polls that... I, I haven't done any since uh we were doing the nfl previews. i was probably the only one voting on them typically like three or four or so but i haven't i don't know like what am i gonna throw like i mean we could do some type in ones like yeah, who like, do you think's gonna be like the biggest blowout or something right, sure. who's yeah. the biggest blowhard on this show 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I take my points and add them to my rhyme time so I can win? So who is getting fired on episode 13? <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, we, I, yeah, we'll see about that. We'll keep an eye out. If there's, There might not be a poll there every week, but we love to get some, you know, polling numbers. Fan interaction. Yeah, dead cat bounce. Absolutely, as much as possible. We, we hope you all are enjoying this as much as we are. It's been a fun ride, and we appreciate you. This is Shopping Lines. Chop a line now.